Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Yarn, 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 16th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts, bringing expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you're listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 411150 or you can go online to the moneyr.com and our lineup for the show today Britt Wibner with Wibner Real Estate Group at Avenue Properties has the bubble burst this is a conversation we're going to have with Britt today also in studio Breda Martin with John L. Scott eight ways a great real estate agent can change your life and last guest in studio Merritt Hess and Emily Tagami, Seattle's Trending Neighborhoods 2018. So we're full of real estate experts today, just very, very excited in this crazy real estate market to get some great advice from local experts right here in our local market. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topics, please feel free to call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And we're going to start out with a little money chat. Money. Seattle City Council votes to repeal head tax. For the last couple of weeks, I've shared with you the latest on the news in the Seattle's head tax that would change business with more than $20 million in annual revenue, 26 cents per employee for every hour worked. The tax was intended to combat a growing homeless crisis in Seattle. Sponsors of the tax said that Seattle's biggest earning businesses should bear some burden for easing the shortage of the low-cost housing that they have helped create driving up the real estate prices to the point where the working poor and many middle-class families can no longer afford to live in the city. Now, the tax was estimated to have raised about $400 million a year. After the head tax was passed, it caused concerns throughout the state. Pierce County and Snohomish County said that... uh, they did not think that the tax was a good idea. Pierce County went a step further to coordinate tax incentives to draw businesses from Seattle into their own region. Very smart. They've even made a promotional video noting that Pierce County does not have a head tax. State lawmakers also began crafting legislation to draw businesses to other parts of the state in effort to counter the message towards businesses coming out of Seattle. State Representative Jim Walsh called Seattle's behavior juvenile when discussing its tax approach to business. Now, meantime, businesses such as Zillow said they were considering expanding outside of the city in response to the city to Seattle's head tax. Amazon called the Seattle City Council approach to business hostile and said it was questioning its growth in the city. Now, at the same time, Amazon began adding jobs to over tech hubs in Boston and Vancouver, BC, where the retail giants received a particularly warm welcome. Now, the tax 
caused Amazon's, Amazon to pause a cause on one of the big uh, city office towers and to reconsider moving to another city. Well, their threat definitely works. City Seattle City Council voted last Tuesday to repeal the head tax. The 7-2 vote in favor of repeal. The crowd was a standing room only with some carrying posters that said, Tax Amazon not working people, while others supported the repeal. The comment period was extended by the council members in attempt to try to accommodate everybody that was in the room. Now, less than a month ago, the tax had passed, and it was signed into law on May 16th by Jenny Durkin, Seattle mayor. Within days, that vision was in tatters. Amazon, which had already succeeded in watering down the original tax after halting expansion plans in protests, joined other Seattle-based corporate interests such as Starbucks and Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen investment firm Vulcan and local food and grocery firms all showed that they were on the fight of the law and some residents actually took the site as well. Now, opponents had already collected nearly 49,000 signatures from voters in support of the repeal initiative, well more than the 17,000 needed to qualify for the ballot, according to the Downtown Seattle Association, a business group which led the petition drive. The effort quickly raised 300,000, including contributors of 25,000 each from Amazon and coffee retail Starbucks and 30,000 from a grocer trade group. Now, the debate has been closely watched by politicians in major cities nationwide. Last month, about 40 elected officials from across the country, some from local governments, vying to host Amazon's second quarters. So, wow, all I can say is that we really knew how to know how to do things big here in Seattle. And again, it's something that we've brought in um, on the show on Money Chat for the last three weeks because it's really important to see how it's going to affect uh, things in real estate. So that's your Money Chat coming up next on the Money Hour. Has the bubble burst? Britt Wibner with Wibner Real Estate Group Avenue Properties right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. In today's competitive real estate market, you need a trusted real estate advisor. Brenda Martin's mission statement is to build lifelong relationships while helping to build financial security through home ownership and real estate investment. Hi, this is Brenda Martin with John L. Scott. When you are ready to buy or sell your personal residence or investment property, please give me a call at 425-419-3780 or you can email me at brendam at johnlscott.com. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you navigate our Puget Sound real estate market. Again, give me a call at 425-419-3780. With 25 years of training and performing in theater and opera, Kirsten O'Shields has acquired an in-depth knowledge of all levels of communication. Kirsten brings her unique skills, talents, and understanding of nonverbal communication to life in a program that impacts how each of us is viewed and received with a focus on body gestures, postures, and expressions. Kirsten is the CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy System, a training program for learning to communicate leadership and executive presence through enhanced nonverbal communication and messaging. Kirsten speaks and trains nationally on body language strategy for business and has performed keynote speeches for organizations such as Google, eBay, National Women's Council of Realtors, and the Miss Washington program. Hello, this is Kirsten O'Shields. As the nation's leading body language strategist, I look forward to helping you learn how to create influence and gain more sales without saying a word. 
I invite you to visit my website to learn more about body language strategy through my personal coaching and my online training program at kerstinoshields.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to learn more about how body language strategy can help you to step into your greatness every day. I look forward to hearing from you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 16th show. It's a great day to talk money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, and have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411 or online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, we have Britt. Wibner with Wibner Real Estate Group at Avenue Property. And we're talking about has the bubble burst and a little bit about Brett. Well, Brett, thanks for coming in today. Well, thanks for having me. This is very exciting. And a little bit about Brett. Brett is the principal broker at Brett Wibner Real Estate Group with Avenue Properties. Equipped with 15 years, back-to-back years as a top producing broker, Brett capitalizes on her experience, her Rolodex, and her strong negotiation skills to help clients achieve their real estate objectives. Focused on West Bellevue and greater Seattle area, Brett provides a luxury real estate experience at all price points. Brett provides complimentary staging, professional organization, help in home prep project management that helps her clients get their home ready seamlessly and easily. Britt's passion is maximizing our clients' real estate investments and making each and every real estate journey a positive one. So, Britt, we started hearing about the market slowing down a bit. What do you think of that? Well, what we've seen over the last three years has been an absolute insane market. And it's it's really just continued to go and go and go. And I think everybody has been kind of on that precipice of, hey, are we going to slow down? Is this going to stop and maybe go backwards? Well, what we've seen since November and December is the all-time low, and then suddenly we have an inventory flurry. Um, Whereas in December, we had 921 new listings. If you look now in in June, the stats are over 4,300 new listings. So that's four times the number of new listings. So with the same amount of buyer pool, um, it does feel like there's a little bit of a slowing, but um, it's also because there's a lot more inventory. Yeah. So kind of good news because it's just been crazy with that, you know, the lack of inventory that we've uh, that we've had. So when your sellers are coming to you, Britt, right now and asking, is this a good time to sell and to list their home? What is your answer to that? Well, that's a it's a complex question. Um, And and it's always a complex (laughs) answer, depending on what the objective is for the seller. Uh Um, I have been getting a lot of of investor business clients that have rentals currently. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking, oh, gosh, maybe this is a good time to offload them. Well, that's a different answer than I would give someone who is actually looking to move into another home in a different neighborhood. Um, So generally, I would say it is a good time to sell. But if there's any time that it's going to require great preparation, great marketing, and absolutely perfect pricing. Um, we've seen people that are looking at the houses three doors down that sold for 100000 over list. Well, without that extreme competition, we may not get that kind of price at this point with, with the flood of inventory. So it's looking at every situation very differently. 
that makes a lot of sense. So what kind of advice would you give sellers, uh, speaking of sellers? Well, it's definitely get your house prepped. Your house really needs to stack up against the competition because how mm-hmm. buyers are looking, they're looking at everything with their criteria set within a certain neighborhood. So if your house shines amongst all the rest of them, you're going to be the one that gets that offer rather than, um, you know, before when there was so, such little selection, mm-hmm. people couldn't be picky. Now they Now they have the opportunity to be a little more picky. So definitely house prep. And again, I'm going to rail on pricing. Yeah. Get that price right the first time. And that's why it's so important to work with the best. And that's what the show is all about, is bringing the best of the best in studio right here so that our listeners have access to uh, experience and people that know how to navigate through all markets because um, there's always a different market, as we were talking about before uh, we came into studio here. So how important, so it's a good time to list depending on what your strategy is. And really, it's a one-on-one situation, as Britt's explaining. You really need to have that consultation and planning session to find out what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish. But Britt, overall, spring, summer, winter, you know, is it important in what time of the year that you're listing? I love this question. I probably get this, oh, a couple times a month. Uh And, you know, if you look at the historical data, spring is always the best time to sell. Um, That's when the inventory has been lower during the holiday season and then people have been waiting and waiting for new inventory to pop. So generally spring is the time to sell. But over the last three years with this real estate market being so different and so competitive, it really hasn't had a chance to slow down. And so um, whereas in years prior, I would have recommended a spring market time. um, Now it's it can be any any time throughout the year. Um, If you would have sold in December, which is historically the worst time to sell, uh-huh. you would have made out like a bandit because there yes. was no inventory. Yeah. Um, so right now it's still a good time to sell. But again, I'm going to just sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. It's priced your pro- property right. And you will get a great a great sale. People are still very, very hungry for inventory. And, it, you know, interesting, regardless of what market that we've been in, because we've all been in the industry for, you know, many years, that it is always about price. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're in a seller's market, a buyer's market, whether there's lack of inventory, you have tons of inventory, it's always about pricing mm-hmm. uh, home. And would you agree, Britt, that that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that a seller can make is not having that perfect price? Absolutely. Yeah. There is, um, there's nothing, uh, well, I, when I'm looking at my sellers' faces after a one one week on the market and they haven't received a, a, an offer yet, mm-hmm. after they've read the media, um, heard that their neighbors are getting multiple offers, and there's so many uh, so many things are coming off the market in you know days. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm working with a seller that has decided, oh, you know, here's our price range, and we're going to go to the top of the price range, mm-hmm. and there's no offers, um, that's a, not a very good conversation yeah. to be having. Yeah. So um, definitely listen to your, uh, listen to the, the price conversation and really come up with a strategy. Think about your risk tolerance level. Think about what your expectation is for receiving offers. And, you know, it's over the last three years, you can't underprice a property, yeah. really. Great advice. Um, if it's, uh, if it's priced, uh, if, excuse me, if it's presented properly, if it's marketed properly, you will get the buyers in and there will be uh, potentially a multiple offer situation. But even still, pricing the property at the lowest that you would feel comfortable walking away with is the advice that I've been giving, yeah. giving my clients. Love it. That's a smart move. Well, considering all this uh, craziness in the market and inventory finally coming back on board, 
Uh, when clients ask you if we've reached the end of huge appreciation percentages, what do you tell them? It could be. Um, we've just been seeing outrageous numbers uh, for many years. I've been doing this for 15 years, almost 16, and I saw this back in 06, 07, and mm-hmm. you know, I think amongst the industry and people that have been in the business for a while, I mean, we've kind of been holding our breath for when this appreciation will start, well, tapering off. I don't see, my prediction is that we're not going to see a bunch of backward uh, mobility, but yeah, definitely um, seeing things just petering out and um, a little more st- calm, not so crazy, not so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to provide opportunity for buyers, but it's also going to um, have people be purchasing homes for livability, not for investment as much. Yeah, which is which is great news. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned buyers. Let's go ahead and talk about buyers and move from sellers. So what does this market mean for buyers, Britt? Okay, this is such an exciting time for buyers. I mean, <laughs> I have... Um, Finally. I know yeah. it's... Uh, gosh, I know that I, I might sound really picky, but over the years I've tried to, um, you know, manage my time and be the best broker I can for all my clients. And what that's meant is I, you know, working with buyers is just, it's been so challenging. Mm-hmm. And now I'm excited that I, I get to go work with people that are wanting to move into this home that they're going to create a, a, a lifestyle in. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's very exciting because the likelihood of them being able to land a home that they really, really love um, at a price that makes sense is, is very exciting. So yeah, for buyers, it's it's the world is becoming their oyster, and it's very it. exciting for them. That is exciting. So, what about for investors? Uh, is it safe for an investor to be buying real estate right now? I think so, absolutely. Um, real estate as a uh, investment long term has always been a very safe uh, place to put your money. The safest yeah, historically it, looking at all investments opportunities, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. I I that but I wasn't entirely sure um, but yeah real estate has been um, such a great place to put your money it's an actual physical location um, rents are continuing to rise so I mean you can definitely feel assured that your money will be in a good spot with investment real estate too yeah yeah and disclosure on what I said I mean obviously there's risk in real estate but the risk in real estate is you're forced to sell in a bad market if you look at the historical trends of real estate you won't lose as long as you're not forced to sell. And, you know, so obviously property values go up and down, but the key is, is to make sure you're strategic and you're not put in a situation to where you're forced to. Because look at everybody that bought at the top of the market before the crash. Well, as long as they didn't sell, they're sitting really pretty right now. So that's the way the real estate market always works. So Britt, since they brought it up in Money Chat, talking about the head tax, has the Seattle City Council vote to abolish the head tax started making an impact in real estate or overall these these last few weeks of what's going on, how has that been affecting real estate? Oh, I would definitely say it's had an effect. Um, I think in terms of the buyer and seller apprehension of what's going to happen. Um, I, I, and I love it. I live on the east side and I love that the east side has started to promote uh, all the businesses to come to the east side because yeah. we don't have a head tax. Well, of course, that's no, no longer in play. But um, I, I did like the banter between cities that was going on. But yep. in terms of how it affected my sellers, well, I don't know that there was many, as many buyers really forging through in that kind of week or two weeks after that 
announcement had hit. So mm-hmm. I do think now that the announcement has been or the, the repeal has happened, I think that buyers will have a stronger sense of uh, feeling comfortable moving forward on on house purchases. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of extreme banter as soon as that came out. I remember hearing it everywhere on, you know, turn the lights out on your way out type stuff, like when Mm -hmm. Boeing left. So um, that's got to be challenging for buyers. So with the buyers dealing with these issues concerning like head tax and just apprehension in general, how are you overcoming some of these objections? Oh, gosh. Um, So I don't look at myself as a salesperson and I I only bring information to people and they can decide for themselves what they want to do. I personally just bought. I think it's a great time to be purchasing. Uh, But, you know, my my position is let the clients decide. Yeah, great advice. I mean, and that's really, you know, what it's all about is experts really helping uh, coach and counsel uh, clients where, you know, where they want to go and what they might want to accomplish and whether it's right for them or not. Britt, thank you so much for joining Keelan and I in in studio. It was a pleasure to to chat with you. Well, that was great. Thank you so much for having me. Coming up next on The Money are eight ways a great real estate agent can change your life. Brenda Martin with John L. Scott right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. In today's competitive real estate market, you need a trusted real estate advisor. Brenda Martin's mission statement is to build lifelong relationships while helping to build financial security through home ownership and real estate investment. Hi, this is Brenda Martin with John L. Scott. When you are ready to buy or sell your personal residence or investment property, please give me a call at 425-419-3780 or you can email me at brendam at johnlscott.com. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you navigate our Puget Sound real estate market. Again, give me a call at 425-419-3780. Finally Social is a leading agency in social media and online marketing in the greater Seattle area. We build powerful brand strategies based on your needs to help you grow your business, generate quality leads, and actively convert those leads into profits. Step one is like a friend request. Our first step is to create a relationship with you. It's your business. We want to help bring your ideas to reality. We begin by meeting in person where we get to know your style, what your needs are, and how we can best serve you. With step two, we determine what you need. Whether you hire us to build you a website, manage your social media, create email marketing campaigns, or want a full brand makeover, we'll ensure that we develop a campaign that fits your goals so you get truly great results. And then step three, execution. Watch as you receive more leads, likes, and clients that make your bottom line skyrocket. We'll get you in front of the right customers with our specialized marketing plan. Hi, this is Erin Alexander, top social butterfly at Finally Social. Please visit us at finallysocial.com to view all of our marketing services we provide. Congratulations for getting out of bed this morning. Yay, you did it. How do you feel? Do you have the power to accomplish your goals? Are you taking care of your body? Maybe you feel as though just getting through the day is the most you can do. Imagine what a difference it would make in your life if you could activate your soul power. Your soul is perfect. Your soul is strong. Your soul is not broken. Your soul is the source for all you need. 
Your soul is eternal and your connection to universal divine power, wisdom, and love. Danelle Green is a healer and a guide who will help you activate your soul power, accelerate achieving your goals, and liberate your life. Higher path healing. Rise to your next level. It's so possible. Hi, I'm Danelle Green. I can help you activate your soul power, accelerate your success, and liberate your life. You can find out more at danellegreen.com. That's D-A-N-E-L-L-E green.com. I will listen deeply and together we will hear the wisdom and power of your soul. You will rise to your next level. I promise. The divine in me celebrates the divine in you. Namaste. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 16th show. We are to help you, we're here to help you build a strong financial plan one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can connect with our guest by calling in the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 1150 or online at com. And in studio right now, Brenda Martin with John L. Scott. Eight ways a great real estate agent can change your life. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you for having me. And a little bit about Brenda. Uh, Brenda grew up in family of real estate business and has been surrounded by the industry her entire life. She holds CNE, Certified Negotiation Expert, and SRES, Senior Real Estate Specialist, designations and recognized by John L. Scott as President's Gold Agent for her success in helping clients achieve her their home ownership goals. Brenda partners with an initiative and successful team using their combined knowledge to give her clients and an advantage for beneficial real estate experiences. She's committed to providing professional real estate services with the goal to always exceed expectations. The wonderful friendships that are formed with our clients bring Brenda the most satisfied and joy from working in the residential real estate industry. Brenda, I love your topic. Great real estate agent can change your life. I, I mean, that's huge. So in your opinion, speaking of, what's the most important way that a great real estate agent can change a person's life? Well, thank you for asking. Um, a real estate transaction, as we all know, can be a an exciting thing to experience, but it can also be very nerve-wracking and stressful. So a person's experience will largely depend on the circumstances surrounding their transaction, um, and perhaps more importantly, the agent they're working with. So a full-time experienced professional uh, will not only get you over the finish line, but they can also change your life for the better, and that's my goal. Um, I would say in today's fast-paced world, it seems like everyone's attention is short in supply. So a great agent is going to show you that that's not always the case by listening and also caring about you and your needs. Um, I would say not only being a good uh, listener helps an agent to do their job, but also um, if they can show you that even in business, there are still people that care about you and uh, your circumstances. Love that, Brenda. So let's talk about the financial benefits of finding the right agent to help you with such a an important purchase as real estate. Oh, well, sure. There's an old expression, if you think it's expensive to hire a professional to do the job, wait until you hire an amateur. 
Uh, <laughs> hey, well yeah, right, said. right. Well so, said. Hiring a, a great agent can save you literally thousands of dollars, as the right agent will not only negotiate effectively for you, but they also know the pitfalls to look for in a transaction uh, that helps move it along, saving you money in the process. Whether you're a buyer or seller, that'll depend on uh, it, different circumstances will help. Uh, their knowledge will help you in those circumstances. Yeah, and even it, it could save $100,000 if you're talking about a seller. And we were talking early about not pricing that house correct and overpricing it, not getting in offers, and then switching into a different market where there's not the multiples. I mean, it's so important to have a representation um, of expertise. Oh, totally, yeah. It just um, Even as they're preparing, just helping them to know their return on the investment that they could. Yes. A lot of sellers will think they need to do more than they need to and and not realize they need to do something that they a buyer will be looking for as well. So. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, a lot of people being fans of real estate, you know, they all think they're experts at this point, you know, and you realize that there's a lot more to it. I mean, how can a great realtor help you see things differently? Um, one of the most um, probably overlooked aspects of hiring a professional real estate agent is just how much that of an effect they can have on your perspective. I'm kind of thinking right now even of a, a young couple, they're parents referred them to me and um, they were just so excited to get their first home that they were looking for the pretty house and uh, I hope it's okay to say lipstick on a pig is that okay to say of here? Of course <laughs> you, can say, you can say whatever you okay. want to. <laughs> okay so you know I'm thinking of this one house I you know ultimately it's their decision but I think it's important as professionals we bring them all the information uh, so they can make a great decision and and uh, I know they were really eyeing this one property it had all new appliances, new carpet, but it was on this terrible road. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were just, you know, buyers can get weary in this market at times. And so I, I know they we could have got that house, but um, I was able to, you know, much to the gratitude of their parents, steer them away from that one. And they were so thankful. A little bit later, we found yeah. them a nice little cul-de-sac home with their one-year-old little boy. They knew they, you know, didn't have to worry. So it's that's kind of a huge thing, just yeah. helping them to see that differently. And so important, we were again talking earlier about with the lack of inventory with the buyers. I mean, some of them just feeling forced to grab something. And that's why, again, you know, like you said, it's so important with having an agent that really is not about the sale. They're about the relationship and really helping them to make the right move when that is the right time. And so love that. So let's talk about a great real estate agent and what they do more of and different from traditionally just helping buy and sell in real estate. Sure. Um, you know, so I know a lot of people think we just open doors, but there's so much more that mm-hmm. we try to do to, to really help people. Uh, this is their biggest financial investment in most cases. Um, so a great agent's going to go above and beyond for you. They'll, they'll help you find contractors, give recommendations on design if needed. Um, I know even a seller, sometimes I'll work with people, they've lost somebody and they're, they're needing to sell, not because they want to, or it's the mm. best circumstances for them, but they, they've lost their the earner in the family or something like that's happened. And just connecting them with a financial advisor or accountants to help them get through this so they know they're going to be okay in 10, 20 years from now. Yeah, I love that. And you're the best agents that are seasons, they have those power teams together, just like you said, to really um, uh, help recommend all the areas that they need. So Brenda, in your opinion, what's the nicest surprise a great real estate agent can bring to a transaction? Well, that's a great question. Her pretty smile over yeah, there. That's yeah, a nice she surprise. Lit up on that one, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> well, that. you know, you hope that they just have, you know, they're so happy when it's all done. And and that's usually the case. That's my goal. Uh, one of my clients referred to me as a miracle worker. Of course, we're not, but we 
just try to make it all come together for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice surprise, uh, you know, when they can get everything to, to the finish line and they get the keys in their hand or they sold for, you know, possibly more than what they were expecting or maybe they got all the terms that they wanted. So just bringing that nice surprise and happy ending to such a stressful what could be a stressful situation for them? Yeah. So let's talk about something that could be stressful where a great agent, and I'll, I'll um, emphasize a full-time agent because I think it's critically important to work with an agent that this is actually their full-time uh, job. So how can that agent, the expert uh, advice and knowledge that they have, help in a stressful situation? One of the best things at working with a full-time professional is that peace of mind that comes with working with them. They have the experience there. It's their focus on, um, that's their profession. It's their focus. They're always getting themselves en- educated further. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they've kind of got your back in that, in that way. Um, they will not only anticipate issues ahead of time for you, but they will shoulder a lot of burden and solve problems for you. Uh, just making it a less low stress experience. You know, Brenda, transactions are not always easy going. I know that. So how can a great agent help when the going gets tough in a real estate transaction? The right agent is like a general you can depend on when you, when the going gets tough Uh, from searching for the right property or buyer to negotiating, uh, to putting, uh, pushing the deal through despite obstacles standing in the way, which it seems like there's always something in a transaction uh, from one side or the other, a, a great agent's going to uh, have your not going to back down from adversity, and they're going to go to battle for you for your best mm-hmm. interests at all times. So, uh, Brenda, your favorite thing about being a real estate agent? What would that be? I love my real estate family. Mm-hmm. It's it's all the clients I've uh, built up through the years. Um, I I get to go to birthday parties and uh, anniversaries, home anniversaries, relationship anniversaries. Um, it's just real estate is much more about relationships than it is about individual transactions and great agents know this and they, they look at the people they're helping, not the transaction they're um, putting together. Yeah. Brenda, uh, if you could share with us uh, your favorite success story. Well, I'm thinking right now of um, the, my clients. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say their first names, Ken and Allie. I met them at an open house. They had just moved up here from the Bay Area and they love telling this story, so that's why it's fun for me to repeat it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I had met them at an open house. They'd been to many open houses. Of course, they leave their information. You know, we always ask for information when you're coming into somebody's home, just so we know who was there. Uh, so they left their email and their physical address. And we talked for quite a while. I showed them through the house. And after they left, within the next couple of days, I was busy previewing property like I always do and just seeing what the inventory is out there. And I went into this house and I was thinking of them as I finished touring. And I'm like, this is the perfect house for Ken and Allie. So I sent them email messages several times that day because they had to offer review date. And I was worried, mm-hmm. this is their house. I got to get a hold of these guys. But there was no phone number. So after a day, I just got really brave. And I know this sounds a little crazy, but I went ahead and knocked on their door. <laughs> nice. And uh, Ken was home and... Um, it was, he went with me right away, looked at this house, called Allie from the house and said, honey, this is the one. And um, anyhow, they love telling people because we not only have found this great house for them, we won in, sep- you know, there are seven offers, we still won and they 
they just love being able to tell people that, you know, I didn't have a phone number, but I wasn't going to give up. They they love their house. So oh, love just, that. just being a bulldog through it. And I kind of think of myself as a mama bear for my clients in that way. So Yeah, and I could see you as a mama bear and a bulldog. And yeah. that's really what you need to be as a real estate agent. You need to have yeah. that heart and that compassion. But at the same time, you need to have that fight spirit to win. And, you know, I mean, that's um, that really is a success formula for a real estate agent. So as we wrap up our time here, I'd love to ask you one last question. Uh, biggest mistake that you see either a buyer or a seller making in this market right now? Um, I would think for sellers, it's um, we're, we're kind of in a different different market right now. In May 2018, I just heard there were more homes come on the market than in any other month in the last 10 years. So a lot of sellers kind of hear these stories about this, and it's a great seller's market. I'm not changing the, that's a total truth. And, uh-huh. um, but having said that, um, there's an expectation out there. They just need to really be market ready day one Yeah, because there's more competition right now. Even though there's, there's a lot of buyers out there, there is more competition right now to, to be, up against. Yeah, great advice. And another reason why you need to work with the best of the best is because they're the ones that are going to um, really have the the data and the information and taking that time to educate you because really it's all about the numbers and the numbers don't lie. So if you're working with an experienced agent, they're going to take the time to put that data together to really be able to, um, to counsel you. And if you're not willing to do what you need to do, a good agent's going to let you know you might not be the right client because really they want to set you up for success, not failure. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the numbers, definitely. They don't lie, the stats, and just making sure your buyers or your sellers are have all the information. Yeah, love that. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for coming into studio. It was a real pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. All right. Coming up next in the Money Hour, Seattle's Trending Neighborhoods 2018. Merit Hess and Emily Tagami right here in 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. In today's competitive real estate market, you need a trusted real estate advisor. Brenda Martin's mission statement is to build lifelong relationships while helping to build financial security through home ownership and real estate investment. Hi, this is Brenda Martin with John L. Scott. When you are ready to buy or sell your personal residence or investment property, please give me a call at 425-419-3780 or you can email me at brendam at johnlscott.com. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you navigate our Puget Sound real estate market. Again, give me a call at 425-419-3780. Are you a business owner stuck on the hamster wheel of just keeping up with your daily demands of your business? Are you letting clients, friends, and family down because things are slipping through the cracks? Or maybe you're a business owner with a team that's having a hard time with leadership. Elise Enrique's productivity coaching helps solopreneurs and entrepreneurs just like you create simple systems for sustainable success. And they help small business owners get their team on track so that everyone can work together to help their customers and business grow. Elise Enrique's productivity coaching can help you create your bonus brain that will hold everything that needs to be remembered so that you can use your brain to solve problems and dream bigger. Elise is a certified life coach and Myers-Briggs Type Indicator Facilitator that helps her clients achieve consistent year-over-year growth. 
and Elise takes a highly personalized and customized approach to helping her clients achieve their goals with less stress. This is Elise Enriquez with Elise Enriquez Productivity Coaching. To get more information on overcoming the overwhelm of entrepreneurship, you can call me at 206-909-2117 or reach me online at eliseenriquez.com. Again, that's 206-909-2117 or eliseenriquez.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 16th show. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We're here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions that you may have or connect with the guests that we have on the show today. You can call the show at one 855 1150 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online on themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, Merritt Hess and Emily Tagami, Seattle's Trending Neighborhoods 2018. Thanks, you guys, for coming in and joining us in studio. Thanks, Tina, for having us. Thanks for having us. And a little bit about uh, Merritt and Emily. The Hess team is a service-driven team with an emphasis on human connection. They provide themselves on effective communication with their clients and thoughtful integration of their clients' objectives and prioritize them throughout the real estate transactions. Whether you are a first-time homebuyer, empty nester, relocation, or investment-driven, the Hess team has a winning strategy in Seattle's competitive market. The Hess team also has a strong presence in Seattle area with their select listing program that delivers value, added services, and exceptional results. Exciting stuff, guys. Trending neighborhoods, a moving target here in Seattle. So tell us, what defines a trending neighborhood? Well, um, a trending neighborhood is uh, is one that um, offers one of several things. Um, public transportation op- options that um, may include light rail. Um, they're typically value-driven neighborhoods, uh, neighborhoods that haven't been fully realized, and um, and they're they usually have a pretty close proximity to the city and uh, short commute times. They also might include um, lifestyle choices like walkability and close to amenities and restaurants and whatnot. Yeah, I know living in Newcastle, we have no walkability. So <laughs> that's really important um, understanding because there's so many different dynamics uh, here in the Northwest. So Emily, uh, who is the buyer in these neighborhoods? Yeah, we're seeing uh, three main groups of our clients, which is first-time home buyers, um, clients that are relocating here often in the tech industry, you know, mm-hmm. heard of Amazon, um, and looking for investment properties. So Merritt and I work a lot with first-time home buyers. Um, we're very passionate about working with home first-time home buyers. Um, they're typically millennials, um, often without children. But like with, Keelan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on the cusp. I'm almost there. I'm 50, <laughs> so, I'm 50 so I'm like Close in between. Enough. I'm like way, way out there. Millennial <laughs> mindset, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, uh, they typically don't have children yet, but are planning for a family in the future. So we mm-hmm. feel this can give them an advantage um, to moving into some of these emerging neighborhoods, which often don't have necessarily the best public schools at this time, but mm. will potentially in the future. And this is a great way for our budget-sensitive clients to be able to have an opportunity 
um, you know, to purchase a home without competing against those that are looking for the top public schools in Seattle. Um, lifestyle is really, really important um, to our first-time home buyers. They're often renting in great neighborhoods right now, like Capitol Hill or First Hill, Ballard, and they are aware that they've been priced out of these neighborhoods, but would love the opportunity to still have a neighborhood that has some similar characteristics or the potential for those types of characteristics uh, in the future. So we encourage our first-time homebuyers to look at these neighborhoods with a five- to seven-year commitment Mm -hmm. and to visualize what it could be in the future um, and not get so stuck on that, you know, it's not all the top restaurants there. But they are looking for lifestyle. They need to be able to get to work. Transportation is really important to them as well. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of our clients that are moving from out of state. So they're mm-hmm. relocating. They're often still budget sensitive um, and don't know anything about Seattle and are looking to purchase in an up-and-coming neighborhood um, that, you know, offers all the same things that our first-time homebuyers are looking for. And then for investment properties, um, we have a lot of clients that are looking for a second or third property. They don't want to be paying and competing um, in all the hottest neighborhoods. So they're looking for yeah. some, you know, long-term potential um, in some of those other areas. And I think that's so important. Uh, again, we're we're really talking about experts in the industry and today about the real estate space because all of you are in the real estate business and you all are experts in your own right. Um, one of those expertise is being able to forecast what these neighborhoods' potentials are going to be in the future. So uh, critically important to be able to take advantage and get into the market and then see great return. By the time you hear about it, you know, it's often too late. So, and we get stuck on neighborhoods and things like that. So what are some of the past trending neighborhoods at this point? Uh, Well, there's five that you probably have heard of, and this is a little bit more focused on North and Central Seattle, but um, five you might have heard of include Ballard, Green Lake, Fremont, Maple Leaf, and Bryant. They're all a little bit different in what they offer. Ballard was an old fishing town and um, was quickly discovered by restaurateurs and mm. millennials and mm. um, folks that want a uh, real lifestyle. Um, Green Lake is a great location. It's close to the hub of the city. You have outdoor options, including running and biking around the lake and, and whatnot. Um, and it's uh, very easy to get in and out of the city. Fremont is a lifestyle area. It's a lifestyle mm-hmm. neighborhood. Um, you've got wonderful restaurants. You have um, the bridge right there. You yeah, have a great beautiful. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, Maple Leaf is uh, is all about location and and um, and value that's been driven up recently by light rail. And then uh, in the Bryant neighborhood is um, is one that's been a past trending neighborhood uh, based on location and the schools that that are in the in that area. So Merritt, um, being specific and talking about trending neighborhoods, let's, you know, based on lifestyle, what would be the one that's most based on lifestyle? Um, there's several right now. Um, one that we've focused on just recently is the 23rd and Jackson area where there is a Vulcan real estate has, um, decided that they're going to redevelop, um, a section there, um, and it's one of the neighborhoods that we really like. Um, we think it's a great option for first-time home buyers, mm-hmm. and we think that it's um, there's a lot of value to be gained there in terms of um, equity in the in the coming three or four or five years. Um, a couple others include Columbia City, Beacon Hill, 
Georgetown is a great one as well. Okay. Um, great uh, location just south of the city and uh, offers some unique um, lifestyle options. Love it. You know, Mary, you said something interesting that pe- people often overlook, transportation. So in your mind, what are some trending neighborhoods that are based on, uh, on the tram- transportation? In, ni- in 2024, light rail will go from Seattle to Linwood. And, um, and that will include uh, Shoreline. And Shoreline and Linwood will be new areas of the city that people will now consider Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, will, it will be an unobstructed um, uh, flow of transportation. And there will be just great opportunities for both Linwood and Shoreline as they um, see the light rail come to them. And uh, recently, Shoreline was was upzoned, and there there's MUR 35, MUR 45, and MUR 70 um, uh, upzone areas that now can uh, you can build density, and that's attracting um, investors and the like. Yeah, I've had Sounds Transit in here quite a few times to talk about everything that's that's happening. Uh, Judy Claiborne, um, head of um, um, representative for transportation and it's just so exciting and what's coming for us in the future with sound transit and everything that's happening Absolutely. so um emily let's talk about a uh, risk what risk would you see might be associated with purchasing in emerging market neighborhoods so as we were speaking on earlier there's definitely a risk that the market slows down and cools mm-hmm. um you know if funding for infrastructure like the light rail is cut, um, and then these communities never actually become the vision that our buyers hoped they were, um, we could see property values appreciate quickly. Um, in a worst-case scenario, it would be a recession, and then these would be the first neighborhoods to really get hit by it. So our more established neighborhoods would probably feel it less. Mm-hmm. Um, and an example we were talking about was Delridge, where the last boom, it was kind of the first to get some momentum going, and then after that, we were seeing a lot of short sales and foreclosures, and it was the first to lose its value. So there is some risk associated, but with that risk, the potential for growth is also a lot bigger yes. for our clients. So it, it, it's an educated. And and again, as I you know mentioned earlier, it really a home is different than any other investment. It's the only investment you're actually it's your roof over your head, and so really looking at it for that purpose and knowing that it's a long term, mm-hmm. you'll be able to make it through any market. So the question is is whether you can buy in another market or you need to get into these emerging markets because that may be your option, and um, but it's you're able to get into home ownership. So love that. Yeah, Merritt, what is your firsthand experience with buyers in the past? I'm buying in a buying in emerging uh, neighborhoods. Well, I was thinking back to that. Um, we had a couple clients, Sarah and Juan, um, around four years ago. They were um, there was little demand for the Licton Springs neighborhood. And um, and they were looking for a property that was in the you know in in a price point that was uh, not common in the urban Seattle area mm-hmm. a little bit um, on the first time homebuyer end of the price point and they they took a flyer on Licton Springs and knowing that the 2021 light rail was going to be going to Northgate and would be four blocks away from from their future home Green Lake was just a couple blocks away. And now the neighborhood is quickly appreciating. And in addition, you've got Robert Eagle and uh, Cascadia, uh, a couple schools that were just recently rebuilt. Mm. 
So what about first-time homebuyer and, you know, where would be um, uh, the best option as far as purchasing single-family home, townhome, or condos? So we're really hot on Northgate right now. Okay. Um, there is uh, <laughs> You some... got a big smile on your face, Adelaide. You heard it right here. That's the hot area, <laughs> yeah, Northgate. That's right. That's right. Um, there is uh, some, there has been some whispering of uh, redevelopment of Northgate Mall. And uh, with that, and the light rail that's coming in in 2021, uh-huh. you are going to be seeing all kinds of growth in that area. And we have uh, first-time homebuyers and um, people who are moving up in their homes. Uh, they are looking in this area, and we're encouraging uh, them to take advantage of that because yeah. it's just going to go up. Uh, Merritt, uh, where would you buy if you were an investor? We talked a little bit about investors early in the show. And would you buy a single-family townhouse or condo? What would you buy? If I was a first time, or if I was an investor, if I was an investor in Seattle, um, entering into the investor market, um, I'd probably be looking for a townhome. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be looking for square footage um, with uh, ease of um, ease of care, so not having to to spend a lot on taking care of the property. Uh, I'd be looking in upzoned neighborhoods. Um, the housing affordability and uh, livability agenda, the HALA upzoning, is happening throughout the Seattle area, and there are many opportunities where um, the zoning has been expanded, and and you can now buy um, a lot that you can now build multiple townhomes on. Yeah, great, um, great idea for investors. So, Merritt, if you were talking to my uh, buyer or buyer listeners uh, right now, and something that would be most important advice that you could give them today in this market, what would that be? Oh, gosh, buy something that you see potential value in and trust. What we're talking about right here with you guys today, I mean, yeah. it was a really interesting conversation. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, Merritt. And I, w- and I would say, um, you know, trust your your the people that you've hired to guide yes. you to those places. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we get paid for is is to um, to get properties that will will have value to our clients. Yeah. And we're very excited about that for them and what that will bring to them someday. Love that. Emily, so uh, you're working as a team. How does that benefit your clients? Yeah, Merritt and I do work as a team, and we feel like we can offer a full service to all of our clients. Um, they're The fact that we're a male-female team often comes into play, and Mm -hmm. um, I think as a female and as a man, we're definitely hearing different things in these conversations. So we leave no holes. Um, We cover everything, and um, we have complementary strengths. Um, We both come from different backgrounds, but as we come together, um, we have a great energy, and we really try to make this process fun. It can be so stressful for buyers, and we really pride ourselves on educating our buyers together, but we're full service. We go into all our meetings together. Mm-hmm. We do all our listings together. We host all our open houses together. And we just try to make it a lot of fun for our clients and, you know, help them achieve their dreams, which is either, you know, buying a home or selling. Love that. And the camaraderie when you have that partnership and you can kind of weigh things off on each other. If one of you is having maybe a stressful day, probably the other one's having a little better day. So you can be that support. So, yes, I love that. Well, it's a pleasure having both of you in studio. And uh, we appreciate you coming in and sharing your expertise and wealth of information. And I I really, really enjoyed the topic on uh, all of the different areas and really taking advantage of that, especially for uh, first time homebuyers. So thank you. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you. 
This is your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. Signing off for the day. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be here same time, same place next Saturday, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group LLC.